Hello, weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Hello, Will. How are you this week? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. Thank you for asking. Obviously, guys, if you haven't been here before, this is the show where we talk about anime. Sam gives us a show, we talk about it, we decide whether it's good enough to show a noob, you know the spiel, yada, yada, yada. I don't know anything about anime, Sam knows lots of things about anime, and we we talk about anime. Um, this can week... Can anime any more times? I can. I can. I won't, but I can. I just want you all to be aware I am capable of saying anime he is many, of, of many, many feat. more times. Yes. Um, this week we are watching a bit of a dark, um, a bit of a dark spooky. one. Spooky. Yeah. Well, Halloween's just been, Will. It was Halloween as this episode goes up. It'll have just passed. So, wow. Like, we're late to, what a coincidence. Late to it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just missed Halloween. Um, oh, well, yeah. Okay. This one is going to be interesting. It's Angels of Death. Yeah. It's Angels of Death, um, which is a very, very edgy boy when it comes to anime it's as mm. the title tells you it's all about death and if spooky things are uh, your speed then this might be for you or it might not be for you because uh, and a fair warning kind of going in uh, this talks about death a lot including a girl who doesn't want to live she says that she wants to die uh, mm. a lot so if, if that's not your cup of tea then maybe one to avoid yeah did you choose this one particularly off the back of like Star Wars, My Hero, Made in Abyss, like these fluffy, almost light-hearted comedic ones, and then you just went in hard with Angels of Death. I went this handbrake turn, <laughs> flip the car, watch it roll. I, I was not expecting this. I, th- I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely was like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll just be another another show that because I just sort of felt it's a false false sense of security. I think, um, yeah. Is, did did you choose this for any particular reason? Or was it because I said I wanted some mature content? And you were like, ha you wanted some more mature content? (laughs) I was just like, okay, you want mature. Let's go for a show that thinks it's the most mature one in the room. Mm. (laughs) So did you choose it for any reason? No? Uh, No, not really. It was just just one of those shows that um, popped up along the way in my anime watching career. And I decided to just kind of throw it it into the ring. um, Where does does this fall? thought of it. Where does this fall in the anime community? Is it is it well 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 accepted? Is it is it a big hitter? Is it small? What what's, what's, uh, what scale is it's it? It's kind on? of small, small, okay. more, small and a niche to be fair. And mm. um, it's quite interesting actually. The story behind it is that it was originally a game created in RPG Maker back in 2015 uh, that was released on Steam and on the Nintendo Switch eventually. How and did you it play it? Such a, uh, I didn't play it. Um, so did you say, how do you play it? Yeah, how do you play it? Is it from her point, per, her perspective? Yeah, so RPG Maker games were this kind of sub, sub, sub genre of uh, <laughs> games that came out in like the mid 2000s to early uh, 2010s. And it's been, basically, it's kind of like a, almost like a kind of Final Fantasy-esque game. It's like a top-down uh, adventure and you mm. walk around and you click on clues and uh, the story plays out. As you go, and horror games in particular for RPG Maker are very, like, very popular and tend to explode. Like Danganronpa, um, similar to Danganronpa. Danganronpa is a visual novel, which is slightly different, okay. but this is similar. It's in that similar vein of it's based on a game. Mm. Um, so this was a very interesting case where the game became so well known and so popular that it had an entire multimedia product project built around it. So we mm. got. The anime in 2018. Yeah. We got the game being released on Nintendo Switch with updated visuals and graphics. We got a prequel manga, a spin-off manga, a manga adaptation, and a comedy four-panel <laughs> uh, show. And okay. just as I'd moved here, actually, there was something else going on with it. Because when I went to Tower Records, um, Zach and Rachel, there were these big cardboard cutouts of them just there in the shop and i was like hang on a what <laughs> what's this doing here i thought that this died a death two years ago why is it why is it here thriving and it turns out what 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 were they doing with it just promoting everything that they were releasing is that that really yeah are, they, I, are those all really recent releases then fairly um the manga i think is just about wrapped up this year okay uh, ba, 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 ba. yeah so the the manga ended this year 
There's a novel series as well. And the, wow. the prequel is currently still ongoing. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of managed to dig out a bit of a niche for itself. Well, well, good on it. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought it would have uh, expanded that far and wide, but clearly, clearly I'm not, um, I don't know. Maybe I am its target audience. We'll get into it. Should we talk about the show? Let's talk about the show. All right, so Angels of Death then, Will. Um, yeah. We're going to look at the first three episodes. We're going to have a look to see if we think we can show this to an absolute novice. But before mm. we do any of that, can you mm. kind of give myself and oh, the God. listeners a bit of an overview of what uh, the hell is going on here? I, I was not prepared for this. Um, okay. So it follows our main character, Rachel, who turns, wakes up in this room. She's having weird visions and stuff about a, do- a doctor in a hospital. There's something going on with her parents. We, we assume she's, they're dead from later conversations. Um, basically she's mm-hmm. abandoned all alone in this derelict building. Um, and the whole premise seems to be she's going from floor to floor trying to, well, no, it's not because it changes very quickly. She wants to get out. She starts, yeah. she starts trying to get out. She starts getting chased by crazed lunatics that seem to inhabit each floor. And each floor has a different person who, lunatic. a different lunatic who is obsessed with her specifically and yeah. wants to kill her specifically. And very quickly it turns around to, oh wait, my parents are dead. Okay. Just kill me anyway. And. Then they try and drag out the show for another, for an entire series, even though she already wants to die and everyone wants to kill her. And it seems like a very quick solution here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the internal logic of this is remarkably twisted. And it's not helped by the fact that the show takes itself so goddamn seriously all the time. Yeah. this central concept of Rachel wants to die. And the only person who can do that is the very first lunatic she meets, <laughs> who's called Zach. Because he is... promised. Yeah, he promised her, I guess. I mean, I'm not, not sure what responsibility that puts on her. Um, she's, she, she, she devotes herself to being killed by him because he mm. promised her something. Like, no, you can go do what you want, girl. You want to die? Go, go die. Go, seriously, yeah, you seriously. First, get out of <laughs> Seriously. Now, just to remind you, Will, that yes. a promise was made here between her <laughs> and Zach. All right? Are, are you getting at the fact that it was just repetition and recycling of the same content? We all want to kill Rachel. She wants to die. And there, I, I promise you I will kill you. And can you promise me again and again and again? Now, I remind you, Will, that there was a promise <laughs> made between... Rachel, <laughs> yes, I am getting alluding to that. Um, yeah. So this, the team up between Rachel and Zach uh, starts kind of in episode two, where right, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I she, do I do like Zach. I do think he's got some good moments. Zach is Zach's pretty funny. Did you watch this in sub or dub? By the way, dub dub all the way, mate. You, you dub can just all the assume, way. Assume yeah. from now. I watched <laughs> it in dubbed the first time I, I watched through because it was one of right. those shows that I could quite happily put on in the background and just do some video game grind. grind yeah, it's, it's, it's light-hearted, isn't it? Yeah. Light-hearted, yeah. It's just <laughs> one of those nice walk through the parks that I can just ignore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I watched in uh, sub this time and the voice actor for Zach is the same guy who voices Bakugo in My Hero Academia. <laughs> and I just uh, yes, couldn't Yes, absolutely. It. Yes. Oh, that fits so, so he's just perfectly. screaming and I'm he's just the same character. Going, Die, Deku. <laughs> he's the same character. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, they they Zach is this um twenty something psychopath who likes to kill people and he's wrapped mm. head to toe in bandages for reasons that are only known to him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he carries this big scythe that he's trying to cut people up with, and he only wants to kill people with a certain look on their face. And because Rachel won't give him that look, he decides <laughs> not to kill her. But then he realizes he needs her to get out. So he promises that he will kill her. But later. Yeah. So he's basically trying to use her to get out of this whole building. Why is no one else trying to get out of this building? Why is everyone just accept? Like, he seemed fine with killing people. He, he was fine with it. Like, he was loving life. Having his. But what you forget, Will. Is <laughs> he made a, a promise. promise made between. <laughs> <laughs> but the promise was made after 
<laughs> the agreement. Like, I don't mm. know. It's, um, but it's very, it you also strange. forget a very important fact is that he is a raging dumbass. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I and yeah. It, it's not he, that he easy to forget. <laughs> yeah. He but, does make it known every other minute. Mm. But yeah, he breaks the rule. So he was happy just sitting down and waiting for people right, to get delivered to him. Right. Of course. Yeah. But he, he gives he, chase and he breaks the rules and kills the doctor. Yeah, because he's not, they're not supposed to go onto other people's floors. Um, mm. it's, it's very, it's a very labyrinth. It reminds me of that episode of Doctor Who where everyone has a room. Um, that's a really freaky episode. Have you seen that one? Everyone has a room. Everyone has a room. It's a hotel. And oh, is that the a, weeping angel one? No. Um, I think there might be a weeping angel in one of the rooms, but that's not the focus of the episode. It's a giant minotaur that runs around killing everyone. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the Space Hotel. Yeah, the Space Hotel, yeah. Um, Man, Doctor Who used to be so good. I know, that was such a it, dark episode. It had everyone's, they had the creepy clown, not the clown, the the, the dummy. Um, oh, I, yeah, the, the ventriloquist doll, right? Yeah. yeah. I just, Honestly, Chibnall completely wrecked that show. He just, the writing was just so subpar. Yeah, I miss good Doctor Who. But anyway, there's a very important promise that we're forgetting, and that is that she needs to die. Yes. So she's decided to give up on her existence because she's found out her parents have died. She does a r- really weird, creepy thing with a bird. Um, oh, God, yeah. I, I, I've got right. Okay, I'm going to go into my two predictions of the week. These are very okay. outlandish because we don't get a lot of... I, I feel like they're going to try and do something really trippy. There's going to be a massive twist later on in the series where we finally find out what's going on here. Um, yeah. It, Okay. I think potentially either she's the bad guy and it's a bit of, do you remember that Black Mirror episode where they punish that girl over and over again because she did some horrendous crime and they wipe her mind and then everyone's out to kill oh, her. Oh yeah. And, white bear episode. Yeah. And she fi- finds out at the end of the epi- end of it that she's the, she, she's the criminal and everyone's watching on TV her suffer and then they mm. reset her memory and it goes back to the beginning and she does it every single day. Um, it's, it's, and people are allowed to inter- interact and like torment her and stuff. And it, so it could, uh, one theory was that, um, uh, that as the episodes went on, that didn't really hold up a little bit, but I thought that'd be a cool way to take it. My second idea mm. is that it's just like a perpetual hell. Like she's just in hell. Um, ah, so it's a bit more, so less metaphoric, more, more oh, she's literal. actually wound up. She's actually yeah. in hell. <laughs> She's actually down in hell. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, um, it is a lot of effort. The entire setting of this building is this super elaborate and yeah. crazed serial killer floors, which yeah, I think it's ties bizarre. into that. Yeah, it ties into that idea of it. You can tell at quite a lot of points where this used to be a game. Like there's moments where she right. has to backtrack and go and find the key from the from the doctor, or she goes and starts solving puzzles while Zach's left to stand on a button. Like ah. you can see those very gamified <laughs> moments. Yeah, you can just you can just imagine Zach's character just stood <laughs> on the button in the room. She's gone off, and it's just that. Um, yeah, and NPC just I'm going to stand here until you finish. Take as long as you need, and then take, I'll take just up all the time. Off you go. Um, yeah. What do you think of yeah. the character designs in general of like, of they Rachel were... and of Zach? Zach's was cool. Um, he reminded me a bit of Tokyo Ghoul, uh, for some reason. Like, I don't know whether it was the face coverings or like the, the red eye, um, that he sort of gets when he goes all crazy or I don't know. It, it, yeah. It, he was quite cool. Uh, the, the bandages, yeah. They're not very realistic. It... it sort of just looks like lines yeah. drawn on rather than actual bandages. So, uh, bit mad, but. He was cool. I thought she was, I don't know, an anime girl. Yeah. I, it was interesting. Um, and I only kind of picked up on this, this, this watch through. Um, it is very set in the West. Every character has a Western name. There's lots of writing mm. in English. Um, it's an anime set, presumably somewhere in either America or England or an English speaking country. Uh, probably right. America with all the stuff with God. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Zach's character. I describe it, he's, there's a word that's used uh, in Japanese called a chunibyo, a chunibyo. Uh, right. And that is a, a person who has delusions of grandeur about themselves, usually okay, young in yeah. elementary school, and they're desperate mm. to stand out and be the person that everybody recognizes and 
there's different so, traits. There's like delinquents. There's uh, so back the ago. ones who <laughs> so back ago, <laughs> <laughs> and like this is an actual thing in Japanese high schools where um, kids will think that they have superpowers or something, or they'll have like um, this just want to stand out, so they dress with uh, bandages or they'll wear an eye patch and they'll try to be like anything to stand out and anything right. to not conform. So peacocking, and, basically. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but in a weird way, and I think yeah. Zach very much falls into that category in terms of I'm going to dress in bandages, head to toe. Yeah, visual. Although he does genuinely love killing people, so yeah, I mean, I, but I get that. He's, he's clearly mentally deranged, way beyond just seeking attention, though. So mm. no, yeah, he has definitely killed people, mm. which I all too often would forget. When we're watching his fun little hijinks and his rainbow vomit, yeah, like, but everyone in this has killed someone though. Like it's you can't be you can't be judging people too too closely. And potentially, if it is some sort of people on killing, that's too far. No, come on, man. No. <laughs> Look, we had a whole debate about how dark the Star Wars universe was, and we have we have established that everyone has killed someone a, in the Star Wars universe. A little bit murdery. So everyone everyone's a bit murdery. So you know you can't judge people. Um, so potentially she's she was the cause of her parents death so that's what i'm going with now she was the cause of her parents death they get thrown mm-hmm. into this um this hospital with multi-floor system and um they either get chosen as what was it sacrifice or angel is it is it is that the way it is it's definitely yeah, sacrifice I think so. sacrifice sacrifices or... are the ones that are able to move between floors yeah those are the ones to, to die but yeah <laughs> to to die yeah, and then I feel, I feel the other... like I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting a very important it's, promise. Yeah, yeah. There was, the a, there, there was some sort of promise made. Um, yeah. it we can never know. There's no yeah. way to know. No, at all. Um, so yeah, and then the angels are the ones who own <laughs> each floor, and they have seemingly free reign to do whatever they want on that particular that floor. floor. Yeah, but there are rules which we never get explained. I guess they set the rules. Mm. Do they set the rules? Because Doctor Danny's but, like, don't break the rules, and then she tries to leave the room because, and he, because he said, don't try and leave the room. He was like, you broke the rules, so potentially maybe, yeah, he maybe makes they, the rules for his floor. Yeah, possibly. Could we talk He's about Doctor Danny? <laughs> oh God, can we please? Why is his tongue so long? I, I is he inhuman? Like, I I don't know what the show is now because he seems to go demonic very quickly, and he's got mm. like multicolored eyes and weird so the fangs. Eyes are fake, I think. Yeah, but he seems to have like two eyes in one at one point, where he's got the green and the yeah, red. Yeah, the double pupils. Oh, so that's just a single fake eye with double pupil. I assume so. He's just scribbled on an extra one. Trying to look <laughs> a little bit freakier. He's got his red crayon out. <laughs> then he's merged with a gecko to have a really long tongue. Um, oh, that was weird. It just rolled out of his mouth like it was a red carpet. It was so weird. <laughs> um, which makes me think which makes me lean towards the fact that this is hell because he seems like a genuine demon. Um, mm. I think it might just be a flourish of the animation. There is actually a really good uh, flourish in there. There's the moment where he reveals to Rachel that um, her parents are dead. Mm. And the way the, the moment that he does that, you can tell that they've upped the frame rate for that particular scene because as he like moves down and says it to her you see the shadows kind of pull back and make his face look even more demonic and that's a really um nice bit of animation on a technical standpoint that you see used in other kind of horror based anime to try and make it more unsettling so the whole scene's been going at say a cup um one or two frames per second and then suddenly it ramps up to about three or four frames per second and that sudden shift in fluidity yeah. make things really unsettling and i think the show in the first episode does quite a bit to try and have this unsettling atmosphere and this more horror aesthetic yeah and they go I they think... go dark they go big with the music they go big with the yeah. the horror music and the mystery of it all and the right scratched writing on the walls and the the, the jump jump scares when he grabs her hand and stuff when she tries to read the other message and fucking um... kills that bird oh yeah god yeah yeah fucking um, out. i think I, I, as far as like yeah that opening episode i watched that op- opening episode twice because i watched it on friday night 
as I was just getting ready for bed and was like, oh, I'll just stick it on. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, but I'll stick it on now. And I was... And then he couldn't sleep for the whole weekend. I was surprised. I was fine. I was surprised, but I was quite intrigued. I was like, okay, this is different. We can, we, I can get behind this. And then episode two and three sort of, as we've joked already, do peter out a little bit. They just are quite, the, the, the dialogue is crap. Like the dialogue mm. is so repetitive and just, something, yeah, something it's just promise death. Yeah. It's so much. We love you. I want to kill you. Like the whole thing with Eddie Mason is just, it's just a bit. It's just, it's just too much. It's too much of the same thing. She's just constantly like, I love you more. I love you more. Let me kill you. Let me kill you. Let me kill you. Um, mm. the climax is bad. To... I don't mind the climax, but of episode three, three. Yeah. Mm. With Eddie, mm. Eddie, yeah. the pumpkin boy. See Halloween themed just in time. <laughs> He's a gingerbread head. No, wait, what is, what is a uh, gingerbread head? What does Zach that. call her? Uh, coconut head in the dark. Coconut head. Nice. Just shut up, Coconut Head. It's funny. <gasps> My name isn't Coconut Head. It's Gingerbread Boy. The the crappy dialogue, I think, stems a lot from, again, the fact that this was a game. And in the game, that shit dialogue is spaced out between you going and solving puzzles or you going and actually exploring each of the basement floors or doing some actual gameplay. Mm. Whereas, because it's anime and we can't really interact with it we just kind of have to sit through all this exposition and then watch somebody else try to solve a puzzle or click through the cutscene and i don't know can we can can we can we talk about one of the things that now you've said it is so fitting that it's a game like the chest when she (laughs) when she climbs into the chest and he slams down the side into the top of the chest and then just accepts that she's not in there it's a classic sort of hey, horror, who is it? A horror game where, oh, where there's those... I can't co- see him. <laughs> Must be nothing. Hey, who goes there? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's 100%. Like any yeah. Metal Gear Solid game, just distracting yeah. the guards. They go on high alert. Oh, I can't see him. He's gone. And it, that is 100% that scene. Yeah. And it, it was very frustrating. I don't see why. Did they, is, that, is that sort of like a... a for the game players, like, hey, they're doing that thing. But it just makes bad animation, doesn't it? It, just, it makes a bad anime. Yeah, it, or at the very least, it's a, not even so much that it's bad. It's just almost worse than that. It's boring. Mm. Like, there's moment, like the characters, the animation, the music choices are all fairly strong, I feel. And there's mm. some effort to actually make things look good. Like, the background art's nice. The character designs are visually appealing. But just, it's so bogged down in this edgy, we want to appeal to the My Chemical Romance kids, kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's it's edgy, but it's not, like, fully committed to it almost. Like, when I was thinking about turnoffs and stuff for it, I was thinking, oh, it's kind of gory. But then even really, is it that bad? Like, we've definitely seen gorious stuff, even in, like... Shows like Sword Art almost, or in um, Vampire Hunter D. Like, yeah, the gore here. There is blood, and there is lots of talk of death, but the actual. I think that's it, though, isn't it? That's that's where they're trying to become something unique. It's that really open discussion around someone who wants to die, and people who want to kill her. But it's done in such a poor way because it's so contrived. It's that idea that, mm. well, yeah, okay, if you want to die, you literally can die at any point. So just do it. Where so so it doesn't feel real. It, it's comical. It, it becomes a co- it becomes just mm. like how can they manufacture her not dying this episode? That's that's what you're you're looking to see, really. Um, I can't yeah, and it's, I can't see how they can drag it out for her. How long is this show? Is it one core, two core, three core, four, five core, six core, seven core, four? <laughs> um, this is a one core show, but then it didn't actually conclude the story of the game. So what happened was afterwards, they released four more episodes online, right. um, which I think the reason they did that was so that they could could get away with being a bit more gory, I think, because that was the kind of climax of it. And if you're airing on Japanese television, there are certain like broadcasting rules that would result in a lot of censorship. Versus... Right. One second, my doorbell's just rang. Yep, yeah, go for it. <clears throat> 
Here's a little message for all our listeners. Sam has gone to his doorbell. I don't know what's there. Who wants to guess? Guess now. And type it in the comments. So one of my, um, I don't know whether this is a criticism or whether it's just an observation. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. Um, you know what we talked about with Maiden Abyss, how after the, at the end of the first episode, they drew out and showed us the scope of the world, the structure of what we were dealing with. Um, yeah. In this show, it doesn't have anything like that. And that on, I don't, it, it, it might be a good thing if we're going for that horror feel, but it doesn't really settle with me very well. I, I don't know. I still don't know whether they're going up or down in this building. I don't know whether whether the floors, oh, yeah, whether yeah. they need to escape up or down. I don't have a sense of how large these floors are. How, it, and and I guess that goes to the uncertainty of it all. And if that's what they're going for, then fine. They've done a good job. But it it, it just I don't know whether it it doesn't feel deliberate. It feels like they're just in it and not really. Ex- I, do you know what I mean? I just there's not a lot of tangible tangibility there. Is that a word? Yeah, it's not very tangible. No, I get what you mean. And I think, again, this comes back, like, that's an aspect that's lost from the transition between game and anime, in that in the right. game, you had a very, you you would, I would assume, hmm. have a very clear idea of the uh, size of the floors, where you're going, you'd have a feel of, like, how large the complex is. Hmm. Whereas here, it's just kind of, oh, here's a bunch of nebulous corridors to wander around. It seems that Zach's floor and dr danny's floor are super short or super small because she's only there for half an episode a piece and then she gets up onto the next floor and suddenly it's complexes right. and hidden doors and yeah yeah puddles mm. okay anything else we want to go over sam because you know the, the, we haven't really talked about the characters themselves with i mean the, the doctors the doctors just are really he, 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 they try and play him off very early on as the nice guy, and we all know that he's not the nice guy. They don't. It's they definitely don't, not going to be the way. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't hold on to that for too long. So they're clearly, you know, even the di- they do well with the dialogue with him. I think because yeah. he says nice things, but there's that sort of pause in between when he says something, or the timing of what yeah. he says is really weird, or the the the, the tone and intonation. Off. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. in the dub, especially that voice it's like oh, he's far too happy-go-lucky voice to be genuinely happy-go-lucky voice guy. to in this kind of situation as well there's some interesting stuff with him actually in the fact that um he seems to be the counselor that she speaks to at the beginning outside yeah so is he the one who's pulling people into this game or does does he get a choice in who comes in because there's clearly been a lot of people before because there were so many eyes mm. they realize I don't know. We decided I thought they were, they were well, well, if he's drawing things onto them, they're not going to be real. You ain't drawing on a real eye. Very true. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit... I wasn't sure whether he was some sort of mastermind behind it all, but then he gets immediately scythed in the chest, so... Yeah. Yeah. I By Zach, who's it. just just carnage. <laughs> he is <laughs> chaos dumbassery in... Like when he goes when him. he goes to town on the uh, gravestones, it's oh my God. bloody hilarious. He's just there, like, it's so funny. And and in the in the dub, the line is when she comes back, he's like, she's like, "What did you do?" And he's like, oh, "They pissed me off, so I smashed them up, or something like that." Like, How did they piss you off? What exactly did they do? Um, yeah, oh, he's just a ball of absolute chaotic energy, and I I have to say, I do like him. Yeah, because he's almost as fed up of Rachel's bullshit as yeah, we, as as we are. Yeah, are. yeah. He's like, I've told you this already. Um, which, Why do you keep making me promise you to kill you? But maybe more Ugh. of that. If you did more of that, then maybe we could buy mm. into it because it'd be like, okay, this is that they're that they're in on the joke. There's just not quite enough of it to, for me to believe yeah. that they're in on the joke. Because he then also gets like super edgy again and it like it like reinforces the fact that he's gonna kill her and he swears to god he He swears to god even though he's already ridiculed her for swearing for believing in god like that's just it's It's just bizarre it's just yeah and the again with the tone it starts off like it's trying to be super horror vibes but Mm. then 
the second episode opens with him throwing up a vomit of rainbow again. And it's like, and then (laughs) Zach's character in general is, he's pretty funny because he does loud, dumb stuff all the time. But then when the show's trying to get you to, oh, look at how damaged our characters are and look at all the horrible things they've gone through. And, oh, this guy wants to give you a perfect death and this perfect gravestone. Ooh. (laughs) Like you can't either fully commit to that or commit to the dumbass with a scythe. Yeah. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it. Yeah, potentially not. Um, but, hey, some people might like this. So um, make sure you let us know what you guys think and uh, tell us why this is such a cool <laughs> show. Have you got, do you want to talk about OPs and EDs? Because yes. that, 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 that was interesting. The OP I liked. I thought banger, it should... Banger, banger, banger. <laughs> I thought it showed what they could potentially do with the show. I feel like the animation and the colors and stuff were really, really cool and really, really bright and vivid. And they don't really do that in the show, which mm. is disappointing. I feel like they put a lot of effort into those visuals and then it, the rest of it just lets, lets it down a little bit. But and then just go to the wayside. The song is a bop though. I absolutely love yeah. it. Um, my, yeah. o- I think my biggest criticism of the opening, uh, as well as the stuff you've said about, oh, they could have brought that entire style into the show, mm. is the fact that when the chorus kicks in, we get this like very short bit of Zach doing some cool, I'm going to fight the bad guys action. And then it cuts to Rachel falling with a knife as the singer's like going off on one. And I feel like you could definitely do more action choreography to that part of the song. Yeah, Otherwise, she, you know. Like, she does have, she does hold the knife that yeah um zach uses to kill the girl down the street which is a cool scene to be fair i didn't i thought that was a really interesting bit of backstory um i mean we sort of it was a bit on the nose because we sort of knew that about his character anyway but it was sort of just illustrating that really plain for all to see how Mm. how how he gets his kicks and that and i didn't kick him because um, he doesn't like the fact that she lied right yeah she does she doesn't he does not like lying so yeah, she, she he basically wants her to be afraid, or wants her to tell the truth. I think he wants her to be afraid. He, he wants to see emotion. Yeah, he wants to see somebody in genuine fear. But he but he asks he asks um, Rachel to smile at one point as well. I feel like. Mm, do you know, I think he yeah, I, I think th- he, yeah. You're right. He probably looks for like strong emotion. Yeah. But then he he makes a comment at least in the sub and he goes oh your eyes are dead that was a complete waste of time yeah and you what you see the you see the uh, the shine in her eye disappear when she finds out her parents are dead um, yeah. yeah kudos to the show to be fair to have a, your cute designed main character often look like she's about three days without sleep yeah she yeah does I look d- quite I did- haunted she does but again she's far too conscious and aware for someone in in that state like she's Mm. supposed to be this problem solver and in the game obviously you're there trying to get out i just don't buy the fact like if she if she was that emotionally damaged and that emotionally distraught from it all there's no way she's got a clear enough head to to solve all these puzzles and figure everything out yeah she'd just sit on the floor and die like people can die from somebody promise to do that Someone, someone did promise to do, I don't know whether they promised or whether they just swore to God, but something happened where they said they were going to kill her. <laughs> and they haven't yet. Oh dear. And they haven't yet. Uh, just... What did you think of the ED? Oh crap. I was really, I oh, was did really, you not like it. No, I was really disappointed when that happened. Oh, at, I like the, the song. No, I, I was really disappointed when that happened at the end of episode one and I thought, oh my God, is this the OP? Um, I was like, this cannot oh, like, be. No, not be. like this. Not like this. Um, I thought, you know, it's movie reel, sketchy silhouettes footage running across the screen. It's the, the music, the music does pick up a bit, mm. but it, but nowhere near enough for me to be interested in it. It starts so slow and so un, uninteresting. Yeah. And it, it, you know, by the time it picks up, I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, I quite yeah. like that slow start and like the pianos and the way that they kind of distort the, um, the notes a bit. I, I think that it works as it's kind of like a, uh, a horror adjacent almost beginning before it kind of kicks into like an actual ballad. Um, <laughs> but that's the only positive thing okay. I can really say about the ED. 
It's um, horror adjacent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. Get that but, slapped uh, on a t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, the rest of it, like you said, it's just, it's boring. Not Nothing happens. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts, any odds and ends, Will, before I think we head into our three questions? Um, Bit of a snappy one this week. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I think the animation, there was some weird 3D moments that were thrown in there, like the door that swung open to the eye room. Yeah. I didn't and particularly the... like that. That was a bit jarring. Yeah, the butterflies were 3D as well. So oh, were they? The, yeah. The tombstone when it broke. Right. Mm, yeah. Bit a- weird. Again, I would, well, I was about to say that, ah, oh, this was back in early 2000s because it feels like it was like, or like, or 2010s because it feels like a show from that time where anime was a little bit more, let's try to be as edgy as possible. But actually, no, this came out in 2018. So there's not even really that much of an excuse for the studio to not be blending 3D a bit better. Yeah. Also, why is she talking to a typewriter? Oh yeah, that never comes up again, does it? It never comes up again, and she just assumes she can talk to it orally rather rather than typing. It just starts clicking away. Yeah, and clicking away. But also, why does she? The, she wakes up, and the first thing she does is she starts talking to herself. She, oh, what a pretty blue moon! Oh, it looks <laughs> like a fake moon. Oh, I need to get back to mother and father. Off I go. Oh no, a typewriter! A typewriter asking me questions. <gasps> Who's this bandaged man? Oh no. <laughs> Will you kill me, sir? Please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, sir. God. Since when was she a Victorian London? She's always been a Victorian child, Will. All the time. That's the, that's the true twist. This is actually from the Jack the Ripper series. Okay. Zack the Ripper. Zack the Ripper. I mean, it's canon. <laughs> it's canon. Bringing it in. Yeah. Um. I don't... Because it's a game, Sam. Because they tried to make it a, make a series out of a game, just like Danganronpa. Wait, that was a light novel first, did you say? Wait, what for Danganronpa or yeah. for this? No, for Danganronpa. A Danganronpa was is a visual novel, so it was a game. I thought it was that was a, designed to be a game. It was always designed to be a game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But like, you feel that in the show, and you feel it here as well. That all that exposition at the beginning, all that commentary is to the game surely that's that's just her chatting away trying to be poignant yeah and you can't have your game character just kind of sitting there staring blankly and not hear their inner voice i guess yeah it, kudos mm. for having a slow start and not starting with murdery murdery because they could have quite easily have have done started with her running down the street or anything like that you know sort of and then flashing back to the quieter scenes just to sort of hook mm. hook viewers in, but they start with the slow burn. They start with the mystery and the the ominous music and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. fair enough. Right, let's do move reckon, in. Oh, go on. I was going to say, who do you reckon Zach out of the the storied cast of the Anniverse so far? Mm. Who do you reckon would have a, a a good scrap with Zach? Who do you reckon could stand their own? Bakuga. <laughs> I just want to just want to hear their their. You just want to hear. But- just to them both Screaming. shouting at each other. <laughs> there wouldn't even be a fight. They'd be too busy throwing insults. No, Why are you right. in the that's soup fine. store? Um, I don't just... know. Why are you not dead? I promised to kill this girl and you're getting in the way. I'll kill her right now. I'll kill both of you right now. I'd like to see you try, you dumbass. <laughs> Who are you calling a... Do- yeah. Uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Why? Have you got someone in mind? No, I just wanted to hear your opinion on it. I just um, thought it would be an interesting... Uh... <laughs> I would love to, so he's, he's dumb. He, oh, oh, okay. Going from My Hero Academia, who's the, who's the thick two planks dude who turns his skin really hard that has that 1v1 with the other guy that oh, can Kirishima. turn his, yeah. I love Kirishima. He's my favorite character. I'm not saying he's not a good character, but he's, but the, they play on the fact that he's thick as shit and is just, yeah. a, just a dumb thing that, that I can get turn hard, hard and, and I think it'd be fun to see them two go at it. Yeah, and he gets mad and slices stuff, so it'd just be a fun, fun battle off. Yeah. Okay. I think we should move into the, uh, big three questions and see if this can get into the universe. And I've got, I've got an interesting parallel that I want to, want to draw, um, in this. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Okay. So one of my, one of the parallels I want to draw is to a couple of shows that we've watched that we do often bring up. Clockwork Planet and Grimgar. Yep. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. So both con- shows that didn't get into the Anniverse. That what? Both shows that didn't get into the into the Absolutely. Anniverse. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So you can probably see where I'm going with this. They both had mm-hmm. interesting concepts. Both things that I wanted to buy into, but then the execution of the show just wasn't good enough. Um. And I yeah. think this falls not to sort of um you know reuse the same arguments, but it falls into a similar similar um pattern because I. I from what I, I'm intrigued. I'm curious mm-hmm. about where this will go. I want to know about why she's there. You know, she doesn't, and, and, and I like the idea that they're drip feeding in clues like a horror game would. It reminds me of, um, oh, I'm not going to remember the name and it's going to be really boring for listeners. Um, the, the Silent oh, Hill, Resident Evil, Outcast, Outcast, Outlast, Outlast. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of that a little bit where you've got things on the wall. You've got those. You're not really sure how big the place is. You're exploring, you're finding clues and you're trying to get out and survive. Um, mm. and, and that, that, those games are really interesting because you know that there's going to be a satisfying conclusion or you hope there's going to be. And it's just slowly building and building. However, just like those other shows that I mentioned, it's got something about it that just fatigues you and drains you yeah. a little bit and pulls you away from that element and the good points of the show and the good points of the storytelling and yeah i think i think that's just my overall criticism of this yeah i think i i agree with you on pretty much everything there especially with the the comparison to other horror games that we've that maybe we've played before Mm. in that i think in those horror games because you have control because you have agency the fear is coming from oh i'm going to have a lose state here i'm going to get got whereas in anime we need to care about the main character and care about why mm-hmm. they are there, why, what their motivations, what they have to get back to. But Good point. In, immediately, all the motivations are stripped away. She's got no motivation left other than to escape so that she can die. And I don't think mm. that that's a strong and compelling hook for a viewer. Because if no. your main character doesn't care about staying alive, why should the audience care about you staying alive? I'm much more invested in Zach because he's actually wanting to escape now that he's fucked up because he's an idiot yeah yeah absolutely and and she's almost op at this point she seems to be able to solve stuff everyone wants to kill her so she has some sort of manipulation on everyone um it seems a bit it's just such a weird dynamic that they've put together in order to extend this Mm -hmm. i don't get why they had to go so hard into that like she might like a more interesting way would be, oh, my parents are dead. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go all out and risk, be risky and be dead edgy because, you know, yeah. I, I don't care if I, if I die now, but like to actually actively want to die, want to die, but then not try take and push the steps to, yeah. And then try and push that narrative yourself or to, um, not that I'm saying the people who say that they want to die, like should yeah. obviously not, but in this case, We've got, we're presented with a character who, for the sake of trying to shock factor the audience, mm. says that they want to do the worst thing imaginable and end it all. And that's the perfect situation that. to do that. Yeah, it's tricky. And the linking all of the religious stuff into it mm. makes it, mm, yeah, I don't. It should be a cool concept of here's a building filled with five or six serial killers try and survive each floor in order to escape. You could have just done that. And I feel like you'd have just as strong of a concept and an idea to start with. But to introduce all this weird death promise stuff muddies the waters too much. I think the only... The only saving grace is that there's a potential that it's all just... It's all just shock factor. They... She doesn't really want to kill herself she's just so emotionally drained and and stuff so that that's why she doesn't go out and kill herself it's that idea that you know she says what she says on the surface isn't the truth but there's no sign of that whatsoever like there is nothing yeah. no no clues to that whatsoever so you know i, I imagine def- a defense of the show would be that oh she doesn't really mean it you know we want her to survive she wants to survive she, she obviously doesn't really want to die but they go so hard in with that i don't buy that I don't, I don't buy that. If you're yeah. going to do that it, it that hard and make it that much of a, a, a crux of the show, nah, you don't get the defense of, oh, they didn't mean it. No. Yeah. And you can't then pull something from later in the series uh, to say that when within the first three episodes, you've got to maintain your audience. You've got to maintain the people who are watching it and you can't do that 
if there's not even an inkling of a hint that it is sarcasm or uh, a misdirect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I think we've done concept. We've done drawbacks, really. I think those are the drawbacks. Mm. Do we want to um, sum up whether this gets in the universe or not? Because no, it's not getting in. It's not getting in. I just, I don't know. I, I, my notes <laughs> for do you want to watch more is no. Yeah. <laughs> Look, in, in in complete honesty, I w- I am curious to know where it goes, as I am with mm. a lot of shows. Um, I think there's there's a reason people are fans of it, and there must be something about it. And I think there's potential for it to be a really interesting ending. But of yeah. these first three, I, I can't say it's done enough for me to, to keep watching right away. It'll go in the pile and I'll get to it at some point, hopefully. Um, yeah, it is, I think it's, it's one of those shows that it's it's the audience it's aiming for are those kind of emotionally um, driven, hormonal teenagers who want to see the darkest, edgiest uh most twisted thing you could possibly imagine and i think that's why it's done so well is because you're getting a lot of younger um viewers interested mm. in it because it is something that is so uh, on paper so outlandish but yeah I think but it's not even that it outlandish from, it's it's not right but if, if you've written down you said like you've got a serial killer and a young girl who wants to die and he's promised to kill her but only if they can escape this death maze like you think mm. oh that sounds like kind of a cool idea but it is just so bland in execution. Mm. It's like, bleh. yeah. I so, mean, yeah, I, no. I liked Doctor Dan. I liked Doctor Dan and his creepiness and obsession and his tongue. I like, I like, um, what's he called? Zach. Zach. I, I like Zach. Best boy. Didn't didn't like Eddie Mason, and I think any other villain or any other character after this, we know from the OP, we know from the artwork. That it's Zach and Rachel going forward. So we know mm-hmm. I'm not going to form any attachments to anyone else. So, yeah, you know, because that, that's it. Move, move on to the finale. Yeah. I'll just watch the last few episodes and, and see, <laughs> just see, see how it see if yeah. See if he actually goes through with it and kills her. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So this week, unfortunately, Angels of Death, you have not got into the anniverse. Do better, please. Um, we will. Uh, be leaving the main part of the episode here we're going to go into slice of life uh, where we just have a catch up about what we've been doing this week if you've enjoyed the episode make sure to give it a like and a subscribe on on youtube make sure to uh share it with a friend tell a friend about a podcast if this is a particular show you've watched with someone share it with them see if they uh, agree or disagree with us hit us up on twitter hit us up on instagram follow us talk to us let us know what you think um sam any lasting thoughts before we move into slice of life do you want to tell us what we're i think i made a promise to somebody once (laughs) (laughs) you promised me you were going to tell us what we're watching next week ah i did promise you that and it wasn't to kill you that was a different person we don't talk about that that's definitely illegal Uh, next week will and listeners one and all i would like you guys to join me in watching probably the most up-to-date anime uh, that we have viewed on the Anniverse so far, and that Ooh. it only ended a few weeks ago. I'd like everybody to please check out the first three episodes of Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy. Sounds happy. Sounds like a very big yeah. contrast to this. It will, I look forward to <laughs> uh, reviewing that with you later. Um, okay, guys, thank you all for listening. And if you've got any suggestions for the Anniverse, make sure you ping us at gatewaytotheanniverse at gmail.com. We are always open to new suggestions. We will see you guys next week. Have a good week and we'll see you in the universe. Welcome to episode 13 of Shit You Didn't Know and Now You Do. Did you know that Indonesia is home to some of the shortest people in the world? Average height of 5 foot 1.8 inches. I'm above average. Never going to the Netherlands though. Average height of 6 foot. I wonder what the fact's gonna be this week. I wonder what it's gonna be, Will. I wonder what the fact's gonna be this week. I hope it's give me a thrill. Uh, there's our new jingle. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Unfortunately, Angels of Death hasn't got into the universe, but let's uh, let's oh. bring it back down to earth. Let's uh, catch up, Sam. 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 Will. 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 Will, 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 will. What have you been up to this week? 
What have I been up to this week? Um, I have been continuing my One Piece journey. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Every bloody week, this One Piece saga. Is it, is it? Are you actually enjoying it? Is it good? You know what? I actually am, and the emotional beats that I read when I was a kid, uh, asked, when I read through the manga the first time, are hitting me equally as hard this time around. There's been a few quite emotional sequences. I've just finished. I've just finished the Ennis Lobby arc, um, which is a very emotionally charged one, and I'm coming up to the uh finale of part one of the anime so the pre-time skip stuff um i looked the other day i think equivalence uh being what it is i think i'm at about episode 300 or so okay in terms of uh what i've been watching but again these are the i'm watching one pace and pace and sean connery <laughs> one pace hello it's me monkey g luffy i'm here to be the king of the pirates so what have you been watching <laughs> <laughs> one pace right. uh which is the edited down version that cuts out all the filler and makes it more streamlined to, to view so i'm on episode 50 of that and they're each about an hour to an hour and a half wow and tracking to the actual series episodes that makes it about episode three 330 odd so i'm pretty much a third of the way through the oh entirety <laughs> of the one piece anime so <laughs> expect my updates yeah for a long time coming okay I'm so I'm that, impressed that you've managed to persevere for so long, just in one go. You haven't got fatigue yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a few weeks where I've had a bit of burnout. Like when mm. we took the week's break before and we we caught up. Um, yeah, I'd yeah. not watched an episode in about in about that two weeks, just because right. I was like, okay, let it, let it rest a bit and then get back into it. But one of my favourite fights was in that arc, and it's just so jump for joy, punch the air, your, your team won kind of thing. Yeah. So it was good. <sighs> Sounds good. Uh, what else? Outside of that, I've been playing near Replicants. Uh, I've almost finished the third story route, and I'm just grinding mm. for some trophies before I finish the game proper because mm. there are so many games out that I want to play at the moment, dude. There's so many good ones. Like Metroid Dread just came out. We've got Sonic Colors has been out for a while now <laughs> that I want to play. Oh. They sound like two very different games. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Dread, Sonic Colors. <laughs> Go from one to the other yeah. and just have whiplash. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's about it. I've just mostly just been kind of vibing. Summer here has started to wind down. It's the first day in four months. It's been below twenty degrees, so I've been absolutely loving just, life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Oh. Good for you, nice man. Unwind. Good for you. <laughs> How about you? Um, What's okay. your been? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into it now because uh, I want to talk to you about RPGs. Oh my god, here we go. So I've been watching a ton of RPG content um, from. So to to clarify, it's oh tabletop yeah, tabletop RPGs, right? tabletop RPG. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. My lingo needs it's gonna take a, take a while to get up to, up to scratch. Basically. Uh, I've mentioned this ages ago on the podcast as well, um, but then yeah, I, yeah, then yeah. then nothing really happened because of it. Um, but it's something that I keep coming back to. I just find it really interesting the idea of storytelling and getting involved in that story te- story aspect of it and create just playing as a character and working your way through. It's like it's almost like it's it's, it's a crossover, isn't it, between books, literature, mm. and computer games, and yeah, Monopoly. it's it, and Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Monopoly. Oh, I hate it's it with been a passion. In my, house. my dad gets very competitive. I I just lose every time because there's no skill involved, and I hate it. Um, it's 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 kind of like Monopoly, except there's actual potential choices and skill. In, it, it, no, it's all luck, isn't it? Um, so I've been getting back in, getting back into. I've been trying to get into uh, watching a lot of tabletop role plays because. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. like that 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 aspect of it. Um, in particular, I've been watching Tabletop Time on YouTube, which uses a code. It's called Cogent, their 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 gaming system, and I've mentioned it to you. Um, yeah, I just I just think I, I don't know a lot about all the different systems. I'm sure there's, there there are hundreds and loads of different ways that you can do tabletop role playing. Um, and this yeah. just happens to be one that I found because of the person who created it is the artist YouTuber that I watch. So it's yeah. just by happenstance that, but it, it seems like a really simple structure. Seems like a really straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's all based what around kind of storytelling. What do you use for it? Um, 
a D20. Yeah, yeah, you use a mixture. So you use, you use um, a D6 and... Is it called a D6? Is it still called a D6? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D6 and D20s, and I think that's it. Um, nice. In so various... It's, it's really kind of like simplified down, so it is just... Yeah. I'm imagining the 20 is for like rolling to hit things and for uh, checks for lying or for making uh, jumps and stuff. And then the sixes are used for kind of damage and... No, like no, that. no. The, um, the six, so, oh God. So the sixes, you have, you have your skill points and you have all your, your different attributes and your sixes will tell you how many dice you get to roll against the opponent. So then okay. you'll, so you'll, so if for combat, for example, you'll roll, you, maybe because of your skill, your skill points, you'll have, you'll get to roll eight dice against the opponent's six. And uh, if you get more, if you get more dice, it'll show you how many points of damage you get, depending on how many more dice you roll than the opponent. Right. And the D20 is a destiny roll. So that's basically, Ooh. you, you roll, you roll that and the, the DM will decide on what that means. But usually it's above 10 is a positive outcome. Yeah. Below 10. So it's similar negative. to D&D where yeah. it's like the, the D20s are used for essentially that destiny aspect of the yeah. game where, Okay, I want to run and jump across this uh, canyon. Yeah, and you go. Okay, uh, roll a d twenty for athletics, for example. Yeah, and so you go and you do that. You roll the dice, you add your multipliers, and then the DM decides how difficult it is and what you need to overcome to succeed or fail. Yeah, so so so, so I, th- I think I think generally, yeah, yeah. I, I, you'll have to look into it. You, you you'll know more about it than me. But anyway, it seems really straightforward when I'm watching it, and it seems really fun. And it's based. It's mainly focusing on the storytelling element and tries to remove a lot of the constraints and difficulty people have with things like D&D that are fairly complex. Mm. Um, not that I'm opposed to D&D, it's just as a complete noob, this, this, and because I'm not playing it, I'm just watching it, it was, it was really easy. Um, there's yeah, been a really interesting, like, renaissance of D&D recently. Yeah. And, and not just D&D, but any, like you're saying, like any kind of tabletop role playing, especially now that we're in the age of streaming. Where mm, yeah, yeah, so many people are tuning into these tabletop streams. Like one of the biggest channels on Twitch is uh, Critical Role, which has right. a bunch of famous voice actors come together and act out these grand stories and the way in which the narratives weave together. So much so that they're getting their own animated series and they're getting their own spin-offs and artwork and everything. And yeah. It's so nice to remember back when I was in high school and playing D&D meant going around to your mate's house and sitting there for a few hours with snacks and whatever and then being laughed at for, for playing for, to see yeah, yeah. It, it becomes so mainstream. mainstream. Yeah. I think, it's so nice. I think I think for me, I mean, I listened to a podcast called Join the Party as well, which is, is a D&D focused what, storytelling thing and they cut out all of the more complex roles and the calculations and stuff. And they just, they'll, they'll make sure that it tries to keep the narrative up to pace and they'll tell you what roles they get in certain situations, but generally, uh, but generally it's trying to cut out all the narrative first. But what really interests me, and I don't know whether there's, I'm sure there are other systems that do it, but what really interested me about Cogent was this, um, the fact that you can do it in other worlds and you can create other complete new worlds and put it into any situations drop yourself literally drop harry potter pokemon so they yeah they they did um i was watching a x-men one which was really cool a one shot um and that was that was that was really dope uh they've just done a a grim one grim tales one uh they've done harry potter they've done I, i don't know whether they've done star wars or whether that's but like you could literally do any any world and i just like that element of an angels of death world an angels of death world you could do easily <laughs> what do if we made of... it better <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the thing like you could even maybe even that's the... our spin-off maybe that is our spin-off I we, think I... we use this game system to fix the anime that we hate imagine <gasps> oh my god grimgar <laughs> <laughs> that's that that need that i think that need, that needs workshopped but that is that's a lot of potential that excites me um yeah I don't know. I don't know whether, like, because D and D, you are just in a D and D world, right? You don't, you don't, exp- you don't use that system outside of that. Do you? It de- it depends on your game master and okay. your dungeon master. Like, if so, the game that I currently play every other Sunday, um, the DM has created the entire world. He's made the maps. He's made the uh, like 
political systems. He's he's completely in charge of the story and the tale right. that's being woven. Um, but if it all, yeah, is focused on that specific that fantasy aesthetic, genre, right? Dungeons that, and yeah, Dragons yeah. is magic and swords. So yeah. it's a story set within that genre of world. It's not which, going to suddenly go into space. Yeah, which which is really cool. Like I'm more than happy to sort of watch and play that. But I think just that. It, I think, especially from a the mainstream freedom. perspective, that idea that you could like go to a Harry Potter nerd or go to a Star Wars buff and go, oh yeah, let's do some role play and we'll set it in Star Wars. I think that could really open doors. Um, yeah, I think it's very accessible. And I like that idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, apart from that, I bought um, FIFA 22 the other night and I was playing that all last night. Which because um, I, I I missed FIFA 21, I was like. By the time I I'm gonna give this year a miss. I gave I gave it a miss and then I bought FIFA twenty two just now and I'm like, Oh, it's so good to have a new sort of uh gameplay to work to develop because Is everyone... there actually a noticeable difference between FIFA twenty twenty and FIFA twenty twenty two? Yes. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um I don't know, I can't I can't say for twenty one. Every time you get a new game it feels slower. It feels more grounded and then as you get used to it you speed up and you you, you sort of adjust but it, it feels so much slower i have to make decisions so much earlier and that's always been that's always made it feel more realistic because it makes it feel like an actual game which is a bit slower like you know fifa generally you've got people pinging balls left right and center and over the years it's got yeah. it has got slower and more realistic um the skill controls are more realistic everything's a bit smoother the 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 balance between defense and attack seems a bit more bal- bit more uh equal whereas before mm-hmm. yeah just very fine tuned details that and and you know the aesthetic the kits the 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 graphics yeah all all quite it's been it's been upped again as you'd expect not 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 like oh my god this is completely different but just tightening it up making it um yeah more nice. appealing yeah it's cool yeah hmm. all right Peter? yeah Shall we leave it there? I think we shall. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening this far, if you have, and joining us on our little weekly catch-ups and for joining us through the shambles that was uh, Angels of Death. <laughs> and we hopefully we'll see you all next time in the Yeah. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Miss you. Bye.